everyone, this is Sarah Vaughan and welcome to Marie Claire's Start Somewhere podcast. I'm delighted to invite a dear friend and former colleague, Dr. Miriam Sidibe, who's joining us from Nairobi. So excuse any, any sound distortions. Uh, and Miriam um, is the founder of Brands on a Mission. And she is also the senior fellow at Harvard Kennedy School. Welcome, Miriam. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's such a pleasure to be to again be reunited uh, from our times in New York uh, at um, our Fashion for Purpose events, and again getting a chance to speak um, on our favorite topics, which is brands with purpose and brands on a mission. So I'm really delighted to be on this conversation with you today. Oh, it's wonderful. So Miriam, you know, I know a bit about your story uh, and, and how you got started in life. And you also outline it in your, in your new best-selling book, Brands on a Mission. But it would be great if you could just share with our listeners, how did you get started in life? Where did you grow up? Um, you know, what shaped your early life? Well, thank you very much. <laughs> so I grew up a little bit all around the world, but I started um, the first 10 years in Mali, where I'm originally from. My parents um, are both social workers and spend their entire career trying to help people escape out of poverty, um, you know, and, and thinking about public health because, you know, they believe very much that public health is the foundation of social justice. So I spent um, a lot of time, you know, living in countries where they were operating and trying to find um, solutions to some of the populations where we were living with as well. And, um, you know, I, I, eventually we, you know, my, my father joined the UN and we moved to New York as a family when I was about 14 years old. Um, and I learned to speak English finally and, um, and, you know, and joined the United Nations International School. And, you know, I, I think it started, you know, I was always really clear that I wanted to work with the most vulnerable um, and I wanted to do good or find, because I couldn't think of, of any other way in which uh, I could drive purpose to that extent. Um, you know, and, and I explored many different uh, avenues from the UN to the World Bank to different NGOs to academia. But then I never really thought that social justice would be best practice from a, a corporation. <laughs> and I found myself um, actually with, uh, within Unilever for about 15 years and then finding out that that's probably the best platform I could have found to try to impact public health at such scale. Um, so I think that's the opening line in terms of how, you know, my, my family background, my education, which was all around engineering, public health, I'm a doctor in public health, I'm an engineer by background, you know, always thinking about what I could have done in terms of hygiene, sanitation, um, you know, ways in which I could improve public health for, for some of the most uh, um, unfortunate around the world. But, um, you know, it never came across that I could, you know, it never, I never thought that that could be an option to do it from a a private sector company. So what, what, you know, what were those moments when you found that kind of opportunity? You know, you obviously had the big vision, but you know, how, how did you actually kind of, how did that kind of purpose finding moment or moments come about? So when I graduated from uh, University uh, McGill and then Loughborough University, I went to work in, uh, in, in refugee camps, internally uh, res uh, International Rescue Committee, which is an American NGO. And I worked with them in Burundi, um, setting up water systems, hand washing facilities, uh, toilets. Um, and, uh, you know, there was something that was very, of course, rewarding to be able to respond to an emergency crisis. But there was something that bothered me very much, which was the, 
you know, the terminology. Everybody that we were helping were called beneficiaries. And, you know, there was this a massive need to respond to, um, you know, to, to, to the donors' needs. And we were counting our success on the number of toilets built and the number of, you know, uh, uh, sanitation facilities put in place. And, you know, and I kept looking at these beneficiaries that were actually not using our facilities. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they were using it for storing grains, for all sorts of things, except what they were intended for. Yeah. Um, so I knew there was something wrong, um, you know, with the terminology, with the fact that, you know, building infrastructure was not enough, that I wanted to go back to the core of um, behavior change and what gets people to really try to change, um, you know, th those kind of behaviors. Because the reality is if, you know, the toilets were being put in place, but people enjoyed you know, still doing open defecation in nice smelling air rather than our closed toilets that actually were not, um, were not very friendly in, in many ways. Um, so I went back um, to do a doctorate in public health um, I, you know, at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, looking at behavior change. And then, you know, I, I, I was looking for funding and the funding that came from my supervisor was go and study motivations on why kids you know, wash their hands with soap and, and, and use their school toilets in Senegal, in uh, East Timor, in Indonesia. And I came back and I said, well, this is great. Now I have a really good idea of how I'm going to be able to, um, to, to progress um, with this knowledge. And I'm going to go back and join an NGO and I'll tell them all the motivations I've learned. But then my supervisor said, let's go and in, present this to, to Unilever who gave some money for your research. And as I went to present, they, um, they, they thought it would be amazing to have somebody like me join them and they offered me a job. So, I mean, I, it was a bit contradicting to all my values, my background and everything that I thought about, but I joined anyway because it worked with my, with my settings at the time. And, um, and I just insisted that we thought about behavior change at the core of the marketing team and all I wanted to do was sit at least with marketing because I felt that I would learn a skill set that would be very useful for me and not sit in CSR. Yeah, and I, I and I just wanted to say, Maria, because you know you talked about kind of where you were in life at that moment, and I mean that was an extraordinary point. I mean, you were a single mom at this point, weren't you, with a with a very young child, you know, kind of really traveling the world, you know, doing all of these things. Is that right? Yes, I had an amazing daughter uh, who was young and a toddler, and we moved to London, and there was the two of us in London for a few years. As I joined Unilever, I just completely fell in love. Um, you know, and I fell in love with not a fancy marketeer, but with a, with a word. The word was consumer. And um, because it, all of a sudden I realized that the same women that, um, you know, the, the aid sector was looking at that were actually beneficiaries in Africa um, were actually called consumer by Unilever. And there was all these smart, bright minds um, that were spending time to figure out what that consumer wanted out of the soap. Um, what that consumer wanted out of the toilet, um, you know, which fragrance she needed, which packaging would work, which pricing affordably that did she need. So all of this was actually, you know, packaged in a way that, um, you know, made so much sense uh, for me. And I, and I, I you know, I, I absolutely love that because 15 years later, I know the, the, you know, the difference. And I know that, you know, consumerism has its um, limitations and I'm a lot more, you know, uh, mindful and I understand multi-sectoral collaborations much better. But I have to say as a 26, 27 year old, it felt like a perfect place from which I could um, practice my, my newfound talent and um, try to drive social justice from the private sector. <laughs> Wonderful. And, and tell us about some of the, the projects that you worked on whilst you were at Unilever. 
Yeah, so I spent 10 years working on soap, not surprising. Um, and I worked on Lifebuoy. I, I spent a couple of years in London, first articulating the strategy. Then I moved to India, um, spent five years in Mumbai, uh, in all those villages. And I absolutely loved it. You know, here I was with some of the brightest minds in a country that was the number one places for child mortality with the number one places, uh, you know, soap with the, you know, in almost 87% of households. And I could absolutely practice everything I've ever wanted. So we came up with um, a goal uh, in 2010, was it? 2010, yes, of trying to get 1 billion people washing hands with soap. Tell that, you know, if I could get this number out there in the external world, then I could get the whole team fired up and we could keep, you know, like we would keep thinking about innovative ways to get there. And I think it was a great move to keep the number out there. Yeah, so anyone that worked on Lifeboy has been fired up by that goal. So that's been absolutely amazing. I got to create Global Handwashing Day, um, you know, and, and, uh, and that day now 10 years on, you know, is celebrated every year on the 15th of October in over 100 countries, reaching 500 million people. Um, you know, and, and and most importantly, it's still in the marketing strategy plan, which means every year that the brand is putting resources behind it. And I mean, Sarah, you and I went to in New York, you know, to, to, to link it to, 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 you know, to what, what else we could do during UNGA. So yeah. this is exactly the core that, uh, um, you know, a brand with purpose could do is that one, you stay very committed. You're very dedicated for it, um, to your purpose for a long period of time. And then you start reaping the benefits because Lifebuoy has grown five times uh, since, um, you know, in, in the last 10 years that I've been on the brand. So you can see that, you know, being at the core of, of um, you know, putting purpose and trying to save lives and reaching 1 billion people through hand washing with soap has been extremely beneficial, both from a business as well as energizing employees and the entire company around what is possible. Yeah, it's, I, I, I was just so amazing, and 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 you know, and, and obviously hand washing is is more than topical right now. I mean, I think that you know, in in you know, I mean, now more than ever, as it's so so critically important. So so maybe you could just sort of bring us up to date. You know what I mean on on um, what's been happening during this during this pandemic, and 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 what you've been doing to really you know, get the message of hand washing out there? Yeah, no, I think, um, it, it, you know, I spent 20 years dreaming of ways to get people to wash their hands with soap. It's the most cost-effective uh, health intervention out there. But, it, you know, it really took COVID-19 to get people to listen um, because they're realizing that, you know, hand washing with soap is the best line of defense against COVID-19 and, you know, until we get a vaccine and even probably after that. And, you know, I think what it's proving is that it, it, it pays to be good and, um, and that if you embed uh, um, a purpose at the core and then if you really stay true to what moral values are necessary. And, I, and I, this is where I go back to health and well-being is the foundation of social justice. It's the most rewarding business investment in every sense of the term. Um, now, and, and I think it's showing that very clearly that COVID-19 is bringing health and well-being and prevention at the core of what needs. And if there's only one thing that's uniting us all today, it's actually hand washing with soap. Whether you're in London, you're in Japan, or you're in Nairobi in rural areas, you have to wash your hands to be able to protect yourself. So here you go, uh, you know, like a, a behavior. And I remember the number of people that used to laugh at me when I'd say that I have a PhD in hand washing with soap. <laughs> and then today I look and I said, well, you know, this is the reason. Hygiene is the foundations of health because mm -hmm. Prevention is better than cure anytime. Absolutely better than cure. 
Yes. So in terms, of, in terms of COVID-19, what I've been up to, I've been grounded in where my family is, um, in between Boston and Nairobi. And um, I, over the last uh, uh, nine weeks, I have set up a national business compact on coronavirus, which is a platform um, of collaborations between businesses, the UN family, and NGOs. And um, we've raised over $8 million over the last uh, seven, eight weeks. We've reached... 45 to 50% of the population in Kenya um, directly with a unified uh, communication approach uh, campaign on hand washing with soap, wearing masks, um, you know, understanding what physical distancing is with distributed public sector, um, public hand washing facilities, um, as well as uh, soap to make sure that people are there. And we've been supporting the government with, um, you know, quarantine facilities, ensuring that, you know, we, we're flying doctors all the way to uh, counties where they can take samples. And, you know, I, I, I felt that, you know, here I was, uh, in, in, you know, in Kenya at a time like this. I know about hand washing. I know about business. So this was, again, an amazing opportunity to show what you could do if you really put multi-sectoral collaborations together. So I think that's absolutely fantastic. And, and, and in the meantime, you've also managed to, to launch your book and, 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 and I haven't yet actually seen a physical copy of it. Is that right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, so the book was always supposed to be launched during this time. I just didn't know that it was going to be a, the, a global pandemic where, you know, where my story of uh, two decades of hand washing with soap would be so relevant to inspire so many businesses and brands to really adopt some of these uh, um, behaviors and health as an as a essential purpose that they can really drive. So that's, that's been absolutely, in a way, um, it's delighting me because it's giving me a real opportunity to, to talk about what I really love, which is, you know, obviously how you can, you can drive change through business and, and what I really believe in the power of business in a, in a, you know, as, a, as a change agent for, for health and well-being because that's, that for me is the key. Um, but also, it's, it's, it's also uh, putting me in a position where I have to also keep thinking about, you know, giving guidance in a moment like this where we're affected in so many, in, in so many respects. So in the middle of this pandemic, we also have another pandemic, which is racism and, mm -hmm. and, um, and, you know, and the Black Lives Matter movement. And, and again, we need to guide brands and businesses on how to take part in, you know, in, at, at the core of what social justice is and what kind of stand they should take in, in this moment and how to do that responsibly. Yes, for sure. For sure. Wonderful. I, I mean, Miriam is quite, quite extraordinary. I mean, you know, you're, you're one of the most impressive people I think I've ever met and certainly had, had the, uh, you know, the pleasure and privilege of, of, of working for. So I think we're, we're sadly coming to kind of the end of our time. And I just wanted to, you know, really ask you, and we finish always on this note, you know, what is your top tip? And maybe there are several top tips for those listening who, who want to start somewhere. I think you need to dig deep and find your purpose, um, you know, and make sure that you stay true to that uh, purpose, because I think, um, you know, it, it, you will keep coming back to that. So I keep thinking about, you know, I know I want to make a difference for health and well-being. I fell in a septic tank. I, you know, grew up watching parents, uh, you know, trying to get people to escape from poverty, you know, by improving their health and well-being. And, and you know, every time I stray away and, and I'm, I, I get distracted. I keep going back to this core of, you know, finding and pioneering new ways to address social justice and then thinking about, okay, so what can the various role of societies and what can different people do? So I would say, make sure that you are really clear 
and that you dig deep, you find this purpose and just stick to it and keep being innovative on how you're going to keep coming back to your purpose in a way that you can enhance it. So I think that would be for me a top tip. Fantastic. And, and maybe, you know, just remember to wash your hands. Oh, yes, that's well, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, keep washing those hands. Um, it's, uh, it's never been as crucial as it is right now. And, uh, and I hope that this is actually going to trigger long term behavior change for hand washing and that we're going to see more funding and, and more kids, you know, with soap and hand washing and water in schools across the world. Because I think, um, you know, it, it hopefully has raised the profile of hand-washing with soap in a way that we've, we, we, we would have never been able to do alone. For sure. And I, I'm going to add a top tip of, of my own, which is um, to make sure you read uh, Miriam's book, um, Brands on a Mission. Uh, and Miriam, where can people buy your book, my love? Um, they, can, they can sign on, on my website, uh, brandsonamission.com, and get a 20% discount uh, if they get onto the newsletter. Or they can find it on Amazon um, or directly onto the publisher, Routledge. Fantastic. Miriam, what a joy and a pleasure. Um, I hope to be able to see you again in the not-too-distant future. <laughs> Take huge care and thank you for all you're doing in the world and for the inspiration you give it. Thank, thank you. you so much, Sarah. Same here, absolutely. Absolutely.